staff at the branch and for the last couple of weeks we have been having some fun and doing a little podcast in the middle of the week talking a bit more about uh, what we talked about the past Sunday so um, the last couple of weeks we've been talking about Chris's sermons and today we get to talk about mine oh yeah great fun and terrifying so <laughs> I'll ask Chris the same question he asks me the last couple of weeks. What stuck out at you on Sunday? What are you still carrying around with you? Mm. Well, um, I mean, first let me just say how grateful I am that you you were willing to preach last Sunday. Um, not only is it nice for me to not have to preach every week, but much more importantly, actually, I think it's really good for our community to have different voices, um, and in the coming months, actually, we're going to have some more voices of branch people on Sunday mornings. Um, you know, I loved that story of the woman at the well, and I think it, it was really important to me because it it helped frame vocation, uh, Jesus's vocation, as something that changes individual lives, right? Last week, now, two Sundays ago, we talked about how when we live out our vocation, the the shalom of the world is is brought into existence. Yeah. Um, big capital S shalom happens. What you helped us see is that yes, and there's also a a coming of shalom to each of us, to individuals when we live out our vocation or when someone else's vocation uh, kind of bumps up or influences us, it brings a wholeness to our lives that we didn't have before. I really appreciated that. I needed that reminder. I think we all need that reminder quite often. Um, I think too that when that shalom comes to us, like that's the only way that we can help bring shalom anywhere else in mm. the world. Right. If it's not, if it's not a part of who we are, then we're bringing something to the world that's not, that's not genuine always. That's not authentic. So. That's so good. Yeah, you have to, you have to experience it yourself. Yep. In order to be able to give it away. Yeah. And yeah, that that's spot on. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the thing that I didn't really touch on much on Sunday and I think is important too that um, sometimes I told this story of sitting in a class at the seminary and having um, and noticing a reaction inside of me right yeah. and and of making the choice to pay attention to that yeah. reaction and about how I can always learn something about myself but later on I was I was wondering well sometimes it's really hard to notice or to understand why I'm having that reaction, mm -hmm. right? So um, I'm so used to hearing the voices of the world speak into me. We all are. That how do you find out who you really are, right? So um, I think for me, there's been some tools that have been really helpful in the last mm -hmm. few years. And the Enneagram has been one of those. Mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah. you know, we've dug into that with some groups at the branch as well. So it's been helpful for others too, but, um, what else is helpful? Gosh, I would echo that, um, strongly. And I try not to, I mean, I don't know, I've been around long enough, not all that long, but long enough to, like that you, you encounter different tools along the way and they kind of become the thing and everyone talks about them and everyone uses them. And, you know, it's, it's really kind of hot and sexy almost, I think the Enneagram in a way is kind of in that place right now. It's getting a lot of attention. It's, it has a lot of people talking about it. That said, it has been really, really helpful for me in a way that no other tool quite has. Um, so th I would echo that strongly. Uh, the other thing you've heard me talk about, branch people have heard me talk about, is a therapist. Um, because some things about ourselves we are blind to. Yeah. We can't see. And it doesn't have to be a therapist, but for me, that's been incredibly helpful. It could be a really good friend, you know, a trusted family member, a partner. Um, but having someone in my life who can intentionally uncover and help to reveal what is true about who I am and how I'm showing up in the world has been invaluable. I've been so grateful that you've been willing to talk so honestly about that in the last few years because especially in the church there's this yeah. stigma around therapy right mm -hmm. and it's it's awful because mm -hmm. therapy is a really good thing it helps us know who we are and it helps us know who God created us to be so absolutely um, so I've really appreciated that you've been you've been willing to talk about that and mm. That means other people have have started saying, "Yeah, me too. This has been really helpful." So, yeah. um, that's been a great thing too. One thing that strikes me about this conversation about the enneagram or a therapist or is that it, it connects, of course, directly to identity, which is where we started this conversation about vocation, right? That vocation does have a lot to do with what we do in the world, but it all begins with who we are. And so do we have a sense of that? Are we growing in our understanding of ourselves so that when we're sitting in that class and there's a voice that says something to us, we, we have enough self-knowledge to be able to decipher what that might mean and therefore what our response should be in that moment. That's complex. It's complicated. It takes a lot of work. It sure does. But it's work worth doing. It is. It is something that I think is is freeing because when you finally discover who you are and why you do the things you do or why you react in certain ways, um, that at that point it allows you to show up more fully mm -hmm. in the world. Mm -hmm. And then you start noticing things around you. So, mm. um, yeah, it's a, it's a big old circle of shalom, right? It's not just... Yeah for the world it's not just for us but it's for all that's great hey thanks again for joining us here today everybody we will be back with more next week so stay tuned have a great week everybody